Good day, everyone. This is Dario Archer, co-host, and welcome to Sedona Spotlight, where each week, Martha Childress host, or I will feature teachers, healers, visionaries, and other notables in their fields from mystical, magical Sedona, Arizona. Sedona Spotlight is here to shine its light on you, so anyone, anywhere, any time can experience the amazing energies emanating from the sacred red rocks of Sedona, Arizona. You can lighten up live from Seattle, Washington, and the vicinity every Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. on the dial, or listen live online from anywhere in the world you may happen to be at at 12.30 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time by clicking the Listen Live or the link SedonaSpotlight.com. So this year, the theme that we're working on is community and how our community supports us and how we engage with our community or to build with it. Today, I have an amazing woman. Not only is she a six foot five powerhouse married to a five foot three Vietnam combat vet. She is an international professional poker player. And as she shares her intimate story of turning losses into wins, assessing the wisdom within those mistakes. Donna got the proof that her mind shifting technology worked on demand when a massive stroke muted her speech. Her health team said it would take eight to nine months before she would be able to speak. Using her methods, she regained her ability to speak within three short days. So welcome, Donna Blevins. We're here to have you talk about community and you have an amazing story. And I am your mini me. I'm only five one. Woo! <laughs> I know. And when we first met several years ago, we both went to each other's writings and we went, how did, you, how did she get my stuff? You know, I mean, like you write like me, you talk like me. And so I've called you my mini me. And, and we've had fun with that on, on, on many occasions. But today we're here to talk about women and community. And I, I feel that in the last several years, that we have been brought together closer and moved further apart and women by nature as the nurturers and yet many women through you know loss or suddenly we're living on top of each other we have you know people that would be living elsewhere family extended family and we're just having to to really readdress and and really figure out what is community, you know, within our own family settings and our neighborhood, people don't know your neighbors, you know, I know my neighbors, and we all have that sense, but we draw strength and support from our community. So I'd like to um, have you share some of your views, Donna, on community. You know, I think that originally I thought of community as networking, but mm -hmm. it's much more than networking, because when we would be in sales and we would network. It's like we would have this elevator speech. And there was a wonderful woman who wrote a book called Kill the Elevator Speech. You know, it has about building relationships. So community is about building relationships. Mm -hmm. And in our, where we live, I know very few of our, uh, our neighbors because I've been dealing with caregiving for the past few years with my mom. And uh, Mama Peggy graduated life a couple of months ago. 
And it's been an odd sort of transition for me because I'm re-evaluating which communities are better for me. And I think that's the important thing is that when someone is looking for a community, we as women have always had a tendency to say, oh, I'll just go join that. But I think we need to do what they call vetting. They need to evaluate Mm -hmm. it, go as a guest and see if it works well. You want to go someplace where you feel that women support you. And today, there are amazing organizations where women support rather than women trying to sell you something. Right. And, and, and it's moved from that really heavy competitive thing into that. Like to me, when I want to join an organization, I only pick the things that I'm really interested in love or it's like, oh, you know, I never, I wonder what that would be like, you know? And so, but I've picked things that I have an interest where, you know, there's people already in that like-mindedness, you know, and, and to, and to share different things. But I think that, that we have many levels of, of that community. And I think what you're saying is, is really valid in that community used to be, you know, we've all belonged to the, the networking groups and the things and now, but everything is a relationship. It doesn't matter what it is in life. It's your relationship. Um, you know, being able to pick up the phone and, and call somebody says, Hey, can you help me out today? Or, you know, do you know how to do this? Or it's like, no, but I have a group. You want to come and join us. You might learn. And, and often I find, you know, you teach a lot of classes like I do that, I feel that there's so much knowledge in the group and the questions that the other people ask rather than what I'm teaching. Often the, the real gold, you know, that you mine is, is the questions and, and the learnings from, from the students and they learn. And I think everybody walks away a winner. Yeah. It's really interesting because you and I both start out our, our classes with let's celebrate first. What have you been doing well and we have a tendency, oh, as women over the years, we have been, well, it's not just women, everyone. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone is so hard on themselves. I mean, I'm, uh, my self-talk transformation practice is coming up in a couple of months. Oh, no, my goodness, today. No, it's coming up. Oh, in March. Time flies. <laughs> I got to get the back end done. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, a moment of enlightenment. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, February got here so fast, and, and and I think it's important to realize that we do have control over things, but I think it's important to look around and say, what do we not have control over, and what do we have control over, and the only thing we have control over is our perception, is the words we, we say to ourselves, and And I've always said that the words we choose set ourselves up for either success or failure, because what you tell yourself, yourself believes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that as, granted, at 6'5", I worked mostly in male sales organizations, or I was considered more competitive. And it was interesting because up until the last few years, I was never able to find a woman's organization where I felt equal not that I felt bigger than I didn't want to be perceived as being bigger than I didn't think I was better than it was just there was so much odd type of competition but today Mm -hmm. and it might have been the last few years with the pandemic where people were isolated and we realized that we we no longer want to be isolated maybe women are more giving now it doesn't matter to me how it happens but it is true 
We want that. Everybody wants that sense of belonging and, and that, that deep need of connection and to be validated and to acknowledge and, and to, to have what we say valued. And I do think that the, the like I said, an opening is that it's that we, we've turned inwardly more and we're isolated, but we're more into true connections, not the surface little like, hi, how are you? Blah, blah. We're like into that deeper thing. It's like, yeah, you know, what are you doing? What have, what have you learned? It's like, oh, I want to share this. This was so exciting, you know, that this is something that, you know, it, it may help you. And what I've found in, in teaching classes the last couple of years, um, strictly online because everything prior to that was always in person so it's been a real shift and and like you I you know I have a class and as a hypnotherapist what you say is like a command to your unconscious but it's also what you say kind of becomes that as you speak it people hear it and go oh well yeah it's like well no I don't know and it's really being that conscious living and conscious connection to the words that we utter and the feelings that we that word generates and the feeling and the intention we have of what we speak is all powerful yeah it, it absolutely is and i've always said that our subconscious is a perfect recorder mm -hmm. it's just a lousy playback system because it plays <laughs> back what we have anchored with highly charged emotions and, and that actually is it, it is the explanation for where post-traumatic stress disorder comes from because right. of things that are traumatic. But at the same time, whatever we want to anchor and we want to change, we can do that by the way that we speak to ourselves with passion. Mm -hmm. And I, I just this thing of community, of having the support, mm -hmm. um, you know, how do you want to pursue talking about that? Because all I can say is it's important for us to join but mm -hmm. to join after we decide where we want to be and, and, you know, pick several places where you want to go and go to several different ones and find some friends that work for you. And, well, and don't you think is joining is, is, is a big leap to step outside your door, door and be vulnerable to it or online, but you have to participate rather than hanging back. Because mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of it is like I was, you know, set in class and then now I'm thinking, well, the, the, the real connection takes place in the interaction and the participation. And I think that, that what I've watched and you've watched that, that people come into our groups and things that we do very shyly, but after a while, they are no longer shy. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? I mean, it's, yes. it's fabulous to, to experience people's evolution. And, and, you know, we are at an age, you and I are baby boomers. And there's something interesting happening because more women today, baby boomers who, who might be widows or divorcees, and, mm -hmm. and that becomes then a time of, of feeling disconnected. And when you go through the divorce or you experience widow, and, and with Mama Peggy passing, I, I dealt with guilt, shame, and blame. I mean, there's no reason for us to do that, but we take on that, that feeling, which is ridiculous. And I think that we need to forgive ourselves and, and feel better about ourselves and love on ourselves. And Absolutely. Find, and I, find some people that will applaud that. 
Right. Well, and I think caregivers, you know, because there's a lot of us who have already done years and decades of, of caregiving and and to come out of that and to find that place because, you know, caregiving, you're another level of isolation because your time is limited, your exposure, what you have and and to create relationships and have them because you never know when the demand or that emergency is going to take place. But, you know, as, as we come out of those things, we still have we still have that need to belong, even during all of those years. And then we just put them back. But I think really working with with women and community and and, go, you know, from the generations, like what I'm seeing with groups is that, you know, um, seeing a places, you know, whether it's art or learning a new skill generations can meet in a place without you know a lot of the judgments it's like we're all learning nobody's an expert here other than whoever may be teaching it but you know it's a place where you can learn whether you know if it's chinese artwork or drawing or maybe it's woodwork whatever it may be but it gives us a nice place where we can just meet people throughout an entire spectrum from young to old. Yeah, and I think that I really like in-person things, but I'm still unable to do much in person. And I want people to be comfortable on Zoom mm-hmm. or, or whatever web portal that they are. I want them to be comfortable on the camera and realize that when you're there, I want you to think about the fact that you are energetically in the room with everyone else. Just pretend mm-hmm. you're sitting in the same room and it's different because sometimes when you're on Zoom and people don't realize that, they have their camera on oh, and their hands are going flaying and they're, they're moving their camera around and it makes me dizzy looking at it. But I think it's really important to understand that when you're on Zoom, you're on camera. Mm-hmm. Now, if, you, if you're sitting there going, oh, I'm too shy to be on camera, let go of that. And I want you to love on yourself. Really, really love on yourself. And that's what's so important. And, you know, the, the caregiving thing triggered a thought that, that a few weeks before mother decided it was time for her to graduate, she woke up one morning and her she was completely lucid, which was a rarity because of of all the things that happened she she passed at 96 and she woke up and she looked at me and mom was inside there and she said donna now she called me papoose by the way yeah i'm six five she called me papoose she said papoose we have to write we have to write a book i said mom okay what about she said you know that you know the title i said i'm not sure she said just what do you think it is and i started laughing and i said Mom, I got it. And she said, what? And I said, caregiving. I said, getting old sucks. Caregiving and learning to let go sucks more. And she said, that's the title. So. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and you're, you're saying some valuable things that, you know, and, and learning with that and, and dealing with, you know, in the, the caregiving and, and community. I think that there's a lot of people, like you says, you know, when we're on camera, when, when you're in person, you're still on camera, babe. Whether we have that Zoom camera or the iPhone, you don't know who's iPhoning you and, you know, <laughs> TikToking you or whatever they may be doing. But, but you know, it's like you're, if you're in public, you're on. You know, you're out there. And part of it is I think that for a lot of women, they already feel vulnerable. I think most people do. But you even feel more vulnerable. 
And it's getting over that, like you said, you know, get over. It's like, I want to be alive and connect more than I want to be just vulnerable and stuck and scared and, and sitting. I don't want to sit on the sidelines, man. I want to be, I want to be in there. Yeah. And, and it's really interesting because after so long with full-time caregiving, mm-hmm. I have neglected my self-care mm-hmm. and my body is it, it's it's like my body is rebirthing because I need more strength in my legs again and in my core. And sometimes I'm I'm uncomfortable. Am am I, I? I go through that imposter syndrome thing. You know, well, well, I well they think I look bad when I go out because I I have a little extra padding. And I yesterday I'm proud to say <laughs> that I said okay. I'm going to do this the way that I want to do this and I'm going to feel good about it. And I went to this to took my husband to get the soda and I wore my t-shirt and left the bra at home. <laughs> Yay. Go girl. Go girl. <laughs> well, and see, and I think as, as we get older is, is that, you know, having that comfort and having that community where you can be yourself, whether you have your makeup on or your hair done or, you know, whatever you think you used to need that it's just, this is me. I, I have days I probably look better than, you know, than other days, but the core of me doesn't change. And I, you know, that, that connection to people that says, Hey, I'm alive. I want to acknowledge you're alive. And, and to, to, to invite people in, it says, don't be afraid, you know, come and join us. And I often find the really shy and the people out on the sidelines are really interesting because they've spent, because they weren't out doing things that they, they, studied things and they learned and they have just really a rich um inner life of things that they have done and once they start sharing you go oh my gosh this was a really interesting you know it's like why were you on the sidelines you're like a way interesting person you know come and join us you know and they often have a great sense of humor Oh yeah, I love I love your sense of humor, by the way, Dario. Oh, <laughs> I would have never survived all these years, but you know, well, thank you for that. But you know, it's like community is, and I think as we get older, that that wanting to share and belong and help, um, it, it's like you want to give back because I feel very blessed for the life I've had. And it's, it's wanting to, to give back and say, hey, come on in. You're invited. Don't be afraid. We're, we're a safe group. Come and check us out once or twice. But, you know, ask questions before you leave. It's like, oh, well, you know, I didn't like this. And just go with an open mind and, and leave your judgments at the front door and just say, I'm here exploring. This is this is a recon mission to see if I want to see if I want to join you ladies or not. And sometimes you walk into a group and it's like, oh, my gosh, where have you been my whole life? It's like, yes, I found my tribe, found my community. (laughs) Yeah. And and figure out which ones, you know, try one or two. And because I, I have to admit, you know, one of my past fallacies had to do with joining too many things Mm -hmm. that is in the past. And, and it's interesting because I'm resurfacing, looking at where, what's in the highest and best interest for me and the people that I'm building community with, how can I bet? And, and rather than thinking about, you know, I want to find the places where people don't try to sell you something because everyone has to have something for sale, but I don't want somebody to go up and say, here, buy this, but I want people to earn it. And, And when I was in sales, I learned that 
it wasn't that you close the sale, you earn the sale. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how I live my life is that I just, I want to figure out how I can help someone. Mm -hmm. And, and the, and I listen, you may call and say, how do I do this? And I'm going, well, you know, let's hop on and see what it is that's, that's causing a glitch. Um, but the only problem is if you have to, if you have to, uh, uninstall zoom we can't be on zoom when you do that <laughs> right yeah and you know and, and i think that for me it's like when i look at, at a community because it takes time and and you become emotionally invested and you're there's a lot of things that go with it so it's not something that you do lightly you know you explore and i thought you know i would rather have one or two where i can really um put my time in and really invest in and because you're building those relationships and you know you become invested in their life and they you and and it's like oh this is you know we I, I love to talk to you about you know art or walking where it's like okay so how do I adjust my camera to catch this light when there's all this glare and you know what about the contrast or if I don't want to do color if I want to do black and white and and I really say you know do the things that you want to do explore but really look at you know uh am i'm am i in alignment with the core values of that community are they in alignment with my core values um do they have a sense of humor they got to be able to laugh it's like mm -mm, not interested for this there's no funnies here it's like no can't do all the serious but because it really is um a, time is a precious commodity and I want to make sure in, you know, my life and, and, you know, the times I have left that I use it wisely and share it and, you know, be the best person I can be and engage with people. It's like, oh, that person has a lot that they can teach me. It's like, oh, I never thought about that. And, yeah, and really it'll be to be supported. Yeah. And, and I think that I have been, I've been studying essentialism and I, I looked at that word and I said, what? And it's the, the concept of the philosophy that you figure out what is essential. And because at, you know, I'm 73 now and, and it's a case of when I clean out a closet, I'm going, where did all that stuff go? I don't even need that. And it's a case of what is essential, what's important, what do I, what is essential for me to work on? And what happens is when I look at what really is essential, it's not that you're going to spend all this time, a little bit of time on so many things. It's to pinpoint a few things mm -hmm. and focus on those. And then all of a sudden you have the same amount of energy. And rather than being, look like a porcupine, it's this one strong line of energy and it's focused on a particular item and because finishing i mean after all these years my fallacy had been in the past is starting without finishing and but now it's the completion and it's you know you ask that question if i died tomorrow what would i want to leave behind and it i just want to leave knowledge i want the connection i want the friendship it's the people mm -hmm. i want that contact with people and right. I think that that's what everyone really, really wants and craves is that that people part, that thing that makes them love on themselves, you know. And, right. And, and I, and I think that that's a, a, a great thing to say. We've managed to run through the entire time. Have we? <laughs> 
how did that happen? We just got here. I know. I, I, I think what you said was really great about, you know, that with that time of making that connection and the relationship and like you call it essential, I call it core. You know, we, we laughed at our word last year. I think it, you were doing finish and I was doing completion. Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. I'm still working on that word for this year too. <laughs> completing those projects but you know I, I really value what you know what you've said today and and hopefully it's helped other people to step outside of themselves to to find a group that supports them that um that they can explore and and you know whether it's a walking group or you know uh, breakfast group whatever it may be that drives your heart but I really want to thank you for being here today Donna and sharing that and I like that uh, essentialism is that that one that one thing is is really brilliant so you want to um, tell people how they can get a hold of you I, my book is mind shift on demand at the core book and there's a site mindshiftondemand.com and excuse me you can opt in for a four-minute audio of my signature MindShift exercise. Hmm, isn't that interesting? And MindShift On Demand is on Amazon in print and Kindle. And its companion, which is going to be a 10-day a self-talk transformation, will be out within the next month. Great. Well, we've run out of time, and I want to thank you, Donna. And you can always get a hold of Donna and your website. You, you gave that. And you'll find a, uh, a link to um, Donna's website and the information shortly with an archive of today's show. And you can always find it at SedonaSpotlight.com, along with other great resources to help raise the consciousness and our latest projects of clean water for the Hopi and the Navajo at SedonaSpotlight.com. So please check us out. And again, thank you, Donna Blevins, for joining me today. And a thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in, turning up the lights, because we can all be spotlights helping to create a brighter world and a better future for everyone, anywhere, anytime. So shine on and have a truly wonderful day. <laughs>